The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. PlayStation. It is I, your host, Dad Ninja Dev, aka Dev, BKA Tyus. And joining me as always is the ball of my chain, Florida man himself, Delvin Cox. How you doing this morning? Finally, the Cox has arrived for PSVG. <laughs> you can't have an experience without Delvin Cox. Thank you, <laughs> you know, I thought about calling it when we called it PlayStation Experience, and knowing that you have the Delvin Cox experience, now it's just become the Delvin Cox PlayStation experience. It's just going to be a, a blending of the two. So for our listeners who aren't familiar with you, you've, you've been a longtime friend of the show, longtime friend of the podcast network. Um, so just give us a little bit about, about your backstory. Like, what do you do? Where you come from? How you found us? All that good stuff. I am the host of the Delvin Cock Experience. It's a podcast basically about diversity. The tagline is I'm on a one man mission to unite our culture through diversity. Devin actually gave it. The hashtag, what is it? TCXP? Yeah, I'm right. I forgot how to spell for a second. <laughs> but yeah, man, I've been rocking with PSVG for quite a long time. Donnie was, well, Donnie, yeah, Donnie was the first guest I had on the Devil Cox experience, if I remember correctly. Donnie and Nathan. Nice. So it's been kind of that long, man. It's been a long journey. It's not surprising that I'm here. PSVG finally, but it's an honor. It is awesome. Cool. Now you said like that's the only podcast you do. You're like the man of a million podcasts. Well, there's yeah. some other stuff you're on there. So you oh, want to yeah, name I, drop I, some other stuff? We're gonna sit here. We're sit here, <laughs> here all day. <laughs> <laughs> I am on uh, Game We Don't Play with Chalfie and Sean. I'm also on the Fire Brigade, which is a Patreon exclusive podcast. I'm also on the Skyward Cast with Joey Craig. Also on the USA the UK podcast, which is also a Patreon exclusive podcast. I also have another podcast probably in the works right now. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff going on. Are you going to have any free time for yourself? Because it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> so that other voice you hear in our never-revolving third chair, coming off from the great white north, also known as America's hat, <laughs> Canadia, is the one and only Haley Nicole Miller. How's it going? Ah, not too bad, you know. Uh, came home from work last night, getting ready for that uh, that holiday rush because the joys of retail. And uh, yeah, and it appears that my cat has now opened my bedroom door, which I don't know how she did that. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> not not too bad, you know. Just been chasing a couple platinums, platinum Borderlands three, platinum Control, working on Fallout four. You know, just need some to tide me over till the Outer Worlds gets here. 
So this is, I believe, your your first uh, hosting job on a podcast. I know we've had you on as a guest before. Yes, yes, so I I did I did unfamiliar. I did jump on the uh, the Horizon review. I think it was just me and uh, and Kev on that one. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I I remember that one. Uh, Horizon, <laughs> I love that game. Such, Such a good game. game. The real question is whether or not uh, that's going to be a, a launch title for next gen, or if it's going to be a couple years out. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I, I, I'm i torn whether I want that to be a launch title or, like, give it a minute for the PlayStation to, like, find its groove and then give me a Horizon 2. Yeah. Seven air. Seven air. Because launch titles are always a little janky. Um, and I want that Horizon experience to just be the uh, perfection. So. Mm-hmm. I'm we'll really see. glad uh, Last of Us Part 2 will not be a launch title. Yeah, me too. I have to agree with that. Um, yeah. I, I'll take it here on the PS4. And then get that uh, super duper remastered awesome version on PS5 down the road. Uh, that uh, The Last of Us was uh, my favorite game of all time, actually. So, and that'll make Donnie very proud to hear. Uh, <laughs> uh, Donnie already knows that because Donnie's a little jealous that I have the platinum. So, well, that would require, require Donnie to actually be good at games and actually. Uh, that would also require Donnie play the to, hard versions. Well, there's that, but it would also require Donnie to play the multiplayer mode. So. That's not going to happen. We know. We know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now that we have the intros out the way, what have you guys been up to? I'm going to start with you, Devin. Let me know what you've been playing, what's going on outside of games. Like, what's good with you, man? And you've heard my track record just now. (laughs) All those podcasts I just made, I've literally been just working on that stuff. And, man, it's a lot. (laughs) It's really a lot. Like, it's, It's great. It's a blast. But. Just recording podcast after podcast, working on other podcasts because it seems like every time I finish one podcast, somebody messages me wants to do something else. So it's a constant stream of working, and I barely get to play games at the time now. But I think it's cool because I appreciate it more now when I have that quiet time to play games. Like I'll give you a perfect example. I know this is a PlayStation podcast, but one of my favorite only reason why I have an Xbox One is to play Gears of War. Great, great game. Gears 5 is pretty yes. good. Before, I would have took a weekend to beat that and been done with it. I'm still, I'm probably halfway through it because I just don't have the time. Yeah. Because I'm either, either between work, family, and podcasting. I may have little little to no time to do anything else. But I've been playing a couple of games. I played Control. I like Control a lot. I played, um, what else did I play? I played um, Man of Medan. Okay. Which how I, I how was that? that, was, that was I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I know people don't like it because they didn't like the story that much, but I think the story is very enjoyable. I think it's a good first try for what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Because I, re- I really enjoy it, right? I believe so. Yeah. It's like, yeah, an, no. it's like it's an anthology, like, right? Yes. It's more like uh, think Dark, uh, what is it, Black Mirror? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's basically what it is. The story is the story is probably like six hours, five to six hours average time, but it has multiple different endings. And I, like I said, I found it enjoyable. I think people didn't like it that much because of the setting of the story is kind of like not something that people gravitate towards mm-hmm. in terms of horror films. It's set on like a old military boat, hmm. and it's it's scary. But once you kind of get the okay, this is what's going on. It doesn't grab you the same way, right? How old? I, mean, I, enjoyed, it. I enjoyed it a lot. How old of a military boat? Because I've stayed on one of those. 
think it's the 1600s or something like that. Ooh, okay. I don't that's... remember. But it's, like, it's a good story. I enjoyed the story, but I can understand why people didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. That's a little old. I stayed on, like, a, a decommissioned uh, World War II boat out in uh, Buffalo. Either way, I think old military boats are creepy. I'm good. I'm not going <laughs> What about you, Haley? What have you been up to? Uh, you know, uh, working at working at Walmart. You know that uh, that fun time with retail. Uh, we've uh, we've been getting in Christmas trees for about six weeks now, and our back room is just piling up with them. Uh, other than that, I've been uh, you know just catching up on my shows, getting ready for the uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, crossover yes. event this this fall. You know, it was just kind of revealed yesterday through a leak that uh, Lucifer Morningstar might make his first appearance in the Arrowverse, so that's pretty neat. Uh, I've also been playing, um, played Borderlands 3, platinumed it, played Control, platinumed it, really loved it, um, and then I started working on the Platinum for Fallout 4. I, uh, I just need one level, 10 bobbleheads. And 14 miscellaneous objectives, and then the platinum is mine. And uh, that's about what I've been doing lately. <laughs> wow, that is some serious platinum. Um, as you can tell, she's probably going to be the best game around all of us because uh, <laughs> me and Devin ain't going for platinums like that. Not even <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I'll put it out there. I uh, as as I've said, I have the la- last of us platinum. Would have got it on PS3, except uh, I got the game used, and that's when those. Uh, Pesky online passes were a thing. Oh so, my God, I forgot all about the online passes. Ugh. Yeah, so I uh, I couldn't play the multiplayer on PS3. So I uh, don't have the platinum there, but I do have the remastered platinum. So very nice. And of course, nice. of course, you still people in Canada have too much time on their hands. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> well, I mean, like I mean, when you bust, when you when you're busting butt trying to get full time, and people keep, they keep passing on you for other people. I mean, that that kind of that kind of helps, right? Yeah, that's a good that, point. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, um, much like Delvin, uh, I just don't have as much time as I used to playing games. Um, so life has just been kicking my butt. Uh, the kids are in school, so that did you know, you know, homework and this and that and just work. So I come home and I usually don't get to the gaming spot until like maybe nine thirty, two o'clock. And by then I'm I'm like, do I really want to play or do I want to get some sleep? So mainly the only thing I've been playing lately has been Destiny. Uh, just had that Shadow Keep release and y- y'all already know how I feel about my Destiny. That's like my, oh, yeah. my crack right there. That's my addiction. So I've just been playing that, um, trying to get ready for the raid. We, we, we attempted the raid. It did not go well because uh, we sucked um, <laughs> for, for lack of a better way of playing. We just, we, we just couldn't get it done. I know most of my group tried to try to do it last night. I'm not sure how far they got, but they were playing until 4 in the morning. So I'm going to assume either it went really well or really bad. <laughs> um, but... That's really the only game I've been playing. Um, I want to get back into The Last of Us, uh, the remastered version, just to beat it, just to, with all the Last of Us stuff, all the feels, all the nostalgia going out and the excitement for two, um, I'm thinking about jumping into that one really, really soon. Um, but other than that, just that Destiny grind, it just, it won't, it won't leave me alone. So that's all I've been really playing. So, I mean, it's fun. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get more people into it. 
because uh, I, I feel like I'm talking into the void when I actually bring up anything Destiny related over on our Discord chat. But it happened. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've got a bunch of stuff coming up to play. I kind of want to jump back into Shadowkeep, but I didn't finish Forsaken. I mean, I really enjoyed Destiny because of Cade, and then they went and... Spoiler alert, if you haven't played Forsaken, they kind of... They kind of went and killed them off, so... Get out. They don't really, uh... They don't really have a reason to draw me back in now. I miss my cave, you know? Yeah, I totally understand. There are some missions, though, that, that, that do poke at the fields, and, uh... Cade is, is gone, but he's definitely not forgotten. Well, that's so, good, at least. Yeah. So, believe it or not, we actually have... Quite a few messages for this uh, first show, um, as I was told by Kevin. It's not the first show. It's just the reboot. <laughs> um, yes. yes. So for our for our reboot, we actually have quite a few questions. So we're going to get into a couple of those and just kind of riff a little bit. So from um, when you party naked, Kevin, please go ahead and, you know, take care of that. Um, should I buy a PlayStation Mini? I seldom play games. Because I'm so busy and have a Switch, which I love. Uh, what do you think? Should you get a PlayStation Mini, Haley? Uh, not, not, not particularly. <laughs> what do you think, Evan? Yes. Especially with the price that it is now. Because I know this guy. Jason, his name is Jason Alden. That's my guy. And I can tell you from experience, he's not that much of a big-time gamer. I think the PlayStation Mini is perfect for just that. If you can get it for 20 bucks, 20, 30 bucks, it's well worth it because you can just sit there, play it when he has time, have that little nostalgia kick back, and forget about it. And it's not a big investment. Now, if it was at this original price, I'd be like, heck no. But I, at the price that it is now, and he's not gonna he's not that type of technical guy who's gonna get into everything like that. He just wants to play a game. If it's somebody who's gonna play a classic Nintendo or PlayStation game and just get into it really quick and get off. It's perfect. I'm just going off. The price hasn't dropped here. It's still the same price it was when it came out. And you got it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's, it's been as low as twenty bucks. Here. Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh, it has not dropped here. And you also have to remember that prices here are a lot higher. What when you guys pay sixty for a game, I pay eighty. I literally can buy it and send it to you for cheaper. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I <That> uh. <clears throat> I literally paid $120 for Borderlands 3. Oh, my God. But I bought the edition. Ooh. I bought, like, the $100 season pass included edition. But oh, it, no. but f for you guys, that's $100. For here, it's 120 So everything is about 20 bucks more. So uh, ish. There's a version yeah. of Watch Dogs with 160 here for Watch Dogs Legion next year. Oh, wow. And I, uh, I'm terrified to find out what's inside of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Watch Dogs Legion! I can't wait for that. Oh, I'm stoked to 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 go off a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, I went to go and pre-order like the Ellie edition of The Last of Us Part Two. Unfortunately, I was unable to get my hands on one. Um, I was working when it was revealed, and by the time I went to go and pre-order it, it was sold out in my region. Um, but it would have cost me three hundred dollars. Dang. Yeah, that's too much. Dang. I mean, I get it. I love exclusives and special editions. I would pay that for a game that I really want. So oh, I yeah, totally yeah. understand it. Um, but for a PlayStation Mini no. to have not dropped in price, I could not recommend paying 
full price for that. I can't. I can barely recommend playing twenty for that thing. The ports that they put on there were so bad. Oh yeah. I mean, unless you plan on on hacking it and adding to it, I I, I would not say to get it. Um, it was just a really really bad version of it, and I almost feel like they left it uh, hackable and open intentionally, so that you could actually put the better ROMs on there, because that thing runs like absolute garbage. <laughs> Yeah, just, yeah, it I does. Even, I can't even front. It's it's pretty pretty janky. Um, so rolling on to our next question from Chalfie on Twitter, uh, friend of the podcast, friend of the network. Um, what is your our opinion of design on the mock-up of the PS5 dev, uh, dev kit? Dev, I'll let you take this one first. As the great Joe Buttons always says, trash. <laughs> that thing looks. Horrible. It uh, <laughs> it it looks like a modified futuristic porcelain bowl. <laughs> I it could... looks like an off-brand VCR. Okay, wow. that works. I was gonna go further and say it belongs in the washroom. Yeah. Wow. It belongs in the trash can. <laughs> that is a horrible design. But yeah. I al- I also have to say, as someone who owns the PS4, that design is terrible as well. So. <laughs> I like the PS4 design. I'm not. I'm, I like the little. Oh no no no! Slant. The the regular PS4 design is fine. The PS4 Pro, I constantly have to take my HDMI cord out of the back of the thing, plug it back in, so it doesn't not show up on my television because of the slanted HDMI ports. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, the ports are slanted, which is kind of weird because yeah. of the back piece. Hmm. Mine always yeah. stands up, so it's, it's never been a problem for me. Mine is vertical. So I, I don't have the um, space to, to stand mine up vertical. Yeah. As far as my thoughts on the design, uh, it's funny because when I look at it, it makes me think of Grand Theft Auto V. I don't know why, but that V, the way it's shaped, yeah. of Grand Theft Auto V. But it also looks like it's backwards. I mean, I feel like if you're going to do like the V for five, like flip it around. So when you're looking at it, it's actually the Roman numeral five instead of like upside down. Um it's just funny looking. I, I just pray that that's not the final design or anything uh, close. I mean, I, I don't think it'll be the final design of the console. If I mean, I don't know if you guys remember the PS4 dev kit, but the PS4 didn't look anything like the dev kit, so... It's just weird that they would go out of their way to make that thing even look like some kind of design instead of just a box. Like, yeah. It's a dev kit. Like, why do we need to actually put any time or resources into designing a dev kit? So, odd thing, but whatever. So, there, there you have it, Chaffee. Uh We don't really care for it at all. No, it looks horrible. <laughs> I think they had a bunch of old VCRs where they said, let's just use this. We can break it up, make it like a five, we're good. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so, from uh, Brad Kabowski over on Twitter, what's your favorite memory on the PS4? I'll let you take this one, Haley. Uh, that first time... Uh, I got my PlayStation 4 a couple months after launch. I think it was August of that, of like the following year, because we had a shortage here. We weren't able to get our hands on them. But that first time out of the box, just loading up Infamous Second Son, and just the beauty of Seattle from that game, and the way that, granted, some people didn't like it, but the way that if you like turned the controller on its side to use the spray paint, in game, mm-hmm. it actually felt like you were like spraying spray paint on a can. 
the traversal was just it was it was a great game to jump into the the PlayStation with. Absolutely, absolutely. For me, it was just like the launch time. Um, it was so much fun just getting into the new PlayStation, actually having it at launch, and just the excitement that that flows around. You know, release day for a new console. Oh yeah. Um, I was playing. I think Killzone. Killzone and Assassin's Creed 4, those were the two games that I got with launch, and they both just, like, the colors, the way they looked, the way they moved, it just felt, everything felt like actually action. It felt like a, a really nice leap, and it was just just the fanfare around it, the fact that there was a shortage of them and not everybody had them. Me and a lot of my boys were able to get our hands on them. It was just a really exciting time, and I was still working at retail at the time, so I was working at Best Buy, and just, like, people coming in looking for them and everything, just the, the whole hubbub around it. It's probably my favorite thing about the actual PS4. That's my favorite memory. Just the launch time, getting my hands on it, jumping into some kill zone, and just all the hoopla surrounding it and how well it actually sold. What about you, Devin? See, I would say the launch time, but I got one of the defective PS4s. Oh! So that was a nightmare. And fortunately, the next day when I went back to take it back and exchange it, they had another one there for me. But that was like, ugh. That was a nightmare, to say the least, just getting there. Because I went to the midnight launch and everything, mm-hmm. getting home, and it just wouldn't start up. I'm like, oh, my God, this is horrible. And then I knew how, how rare it was to have one. And then mm-hmm. I was like, please. I had to go back in line and show them his name. It's not working. Fortunately, they had one. But happy memory, I give. Playing until dawn. Mm. I remember playing that game, and I was a huge um like all those type of games like that. Well, which one I can think of? Like any Quantic Dream type game, I, I love mm-hmm. all of them. And Jason, because until dawn was uh, until dawn was like announced a long time ago. I think it was for PS3 or PS2 or something like that. I think mm-hmm. it was, I think it was announced like right at the end of the PS3. Like not not like the final year of the PS3, but I'm pretty sure it was announced. Like, like yeah, towards that, the end of the life cycle. It, originally, it was supposed to be like a regular game. Really? And, yes, and they and something happened with it was in development for a while. They re, they rechanged everything about the game, basically hmm. to make it work because they had thirteen work. But I, anyway, I remember playing it and like, yeah, this is cool. And then I realized that it wasn't. It was super massive. Like, this is what I want on my PS4. I want to play these type of experiences. It was a different take on the horror genre, and I want to see more of this type of game. I, I just love it. I hope they make more of them. Nice. Well, I mean, you got Man of Madon, so. Yeah, that's one. And the, the next <laughs> you got one, the rest of those coming. I feel like those will just keep getting better. Yeah. That's what actually looks good. They give you a little trail at the end of it for the next one. It looks pretty good. It looks like it's going to be something that more people will like and yeah. enjoy so, so they they pulled the Walking Dead tell, telltale on you then, give yeah. you a little taste of the next episode. Yes. Yeah. Nice. All right. So this one's gonna be a little could be a little controversial. Might not be. We'll see. So from Kevin Austin on Twitter, uh, since Microsoft is playing nice with Nintendo, if you were to pick a Sony exclusive to hit the Switch, what would it be and why? Yep. Exclusive to hit the Switch. So, but I want to see it switch or something that I think would be good for Sony and Nintendo. Whichever. I don't want to see until Dawn hit the switch. 
I think it's a unique enough game that it would be very fun to play portable and on the way. And plus, it has like multiple endings and things like that. I think it's one of those games that if more people played it, they would enjoy that type of genre. It's a perfect Halloween game, honestly speaking. Yeah. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I personally am just selfish. I don't want nothing going to the Switch. The Switch can kick rocks. That's right. I said it, Donnie. The Switch can kick rocks. I don't need none of my Sony exclusives. Oh, no. Don't keep y'all little Nintendo stuff and keep it out of my house. Don- Donnie's going to come fight you now. That's okay. That's how we roll. <laughs> I don't want none of my Sony stuff going to the Switch. I mean, can the Switch even run any of the Sony exclusives? Ooh, yeah. Because uh, cause, cause I, I, personally, this this game has not had a PS4 title, but doesn't say a PS4 title. So uh, I would go with Sly Cooper. Um, be, a, okay. be a good jumping point. And I think it could actually run on the Switch as opposed to Until Dawn, I don't think could run on the Switch. Because, and I know The Witcher 3 is a newer game, but The Witcher 3 does not run well on the Switch. Oh, that's what they said. It doesn't run well on the Switch? Yeah. Oh, Tartar sauce. It, I mean, uh, does anything run well on the Switch? It, it runs at like 540p and constantly like frame rate stuttering and just, yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeesh. But I think, yeah, Sly Cooper would be good. Like, some of those old platformers probably would be good. Like, mm-hmm. the Sly Coopers, get a Jack and Daxter over there, Ratchet and Clank. I feel like those would be really good games for the Switch if they were to go mm-hmm. with that, that route. If we, want, journey. if we wanted to go an even bigger route, an exclusive that's currently not available on PlayStation, but PlayStation now owns the rights to, if they were allowed to republish said game, they could probably put Sunset Overdrive there. Hmm. Because Sony now owns the IP. That's true. That's true. Let me ask this question. Why are we giving away a game we can't get a game? We have to give them a game. We're not getting nothing in return. What do we get? Do we get Mario? I'll take Mario. I'll take Mario. Give me Metroid. They can keep their Marios. But if you can give me a Metroid on PlayStation, oh, that'd be great. Oh, you know what would really, you know what would really make Donnie mad? Give me your Zelda. Give, give, give me your <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> high definition, awesome looking Zelda. Mm, that would be yeah. that'd be special. I would be all about that. <laughs> all right, so from the grouchy one on uh, Twitter, Backlog Blues on Twitter actually. That was what he what goes up, Serge? Um, <laughs> what did you personally want to take? Or what's your personal take on the PlayStation show on the PSVG network? Why did you want to be on this show? Um, why did you personally want to take on this show? What do you feel you can bring to the table to keep Sony interesting while they have gone mostly radio silent? So, Delvin, what made you want to be part of the PlayStation experience? It's crazy to think about it because out of all the PSVG shows, which I love all of them, it never felt like it was the spot where I fit in. Like, mm. you know, like, for example, Nintendo Shack, Nintendo games, stuff like that. I like Nintendo, but I'm not fanatic enough about to talk about Nintendo all day. And I don't have the knowledge to talk about Nintendo all day. You know, right, Prime PSVG is cool. I love them guys. I probably, if, if, if any chance, I probably have to fit in with that one. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of, I always wanted to do a PlayStation podcast. Like, even before I did Devil Cox Experience, but I was like, you know, everybody else does it. You know? right. I, I felt like if I can't do it better than P- PSVG or any of the others that did it, I didn't want to do it. So when I saw this opportunity come up, I, like, for those who don't know, I didn't even really put myself out there to get it. 
it just kind of happened where it was like, why don't you do it? And we're like, you know what? Why don't I do it? And right. It was a crazy thing to happen. I would have never thought this would happen. Huh. I'm happy. I'm amazed by it. If anything, and this is a little inside baseball. If anything, what I thought would end up happening was, if I was going to end PSVG show, I would end up think, thinking that me and Donnie probably end up doing a wrestling podcast or something like that. Don't count it <laughs> out. It might still happen. <laughs> that, is also, that is also true. <clears throat> because, you know, but my passion, my passion besides wrestling and music is video games. I have yeah. three passions, video games, wrestling, and music. And I'm happy and proud that I get to do this podcast. Awesome, and we're happy to have you here. It's part of the network now. Long time coming. Long yes. Time. What about you, Haley? Uh, you know, um, kind of echoing Delvin there. I mean, I did guest on the, I believe it was still just PSBG at that point. I don't think we'd, you know, branched out to many other shows. It was kind of still early out there. Uh, but you know, guesting on the the Horizon review was was interesting. But I've always been like a PlayStation kind of person. Uh, PlayStation was, aside from, like, you know, growing up, it was, like, my first console I got for myself, um, back with the PS3, and it's just, it's always interested me, um, I, for those that don't know me, um, I generally really want to work in the industry, um, and if I couldn't work at, say, like, a developer, working internally for Sony would be, like, a joy, um, but just... In terms of PSVG in general, um, I've always loved the shows, you know. Uh, I don't always send in questions because usually I'm either a sleeper at work when, you know, the shows get recorded. Um, so I can't always send in questions. But uh, long-time listener, first-time host. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just feel that, like, this is the right spot, you know. And, you know, to, to, t- to take over since this isn't, like... You know, our first show, it's just like the reboot. Um, I just hope to keep to keep it interesting, you know, keep people coming back. And while Sony's been radio silent right now, they're starting to ramp up. I mean, think about it. They just they they just released some information, but they've got exclusives coming out. They got Death Stranding a couple weeks, last of us a month or two later. Then they're going to have to start putting out that information on the new stuff, right? They're going to have to show you the console. Are they coming back to E3 next year? Who knows? All that stuff's going to come out. Are we getting a PSX this year? Because I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, like, like echoing both of you, like this is where I've always wanted to be. As far as PSVG, I wanted to do a PlayStation show when I first like joined um, before we even branched off. But then when we branched off, we gave it to Seth and they had a great show, but it was at a time that I couldn't really ever be on the show just because of my three-hour time difference from the majority of everybody else. Uh, so this is a show that I've always wanted to be on, so it just felt natural for me to try to take over the reins once they announced, like, hey, we're not going to be able to do this. Does anybody want to take over? I was like, you know what? Yeah, let me let me go ahead and get at that. Let me let me find some co-hosts um, and let me figure this out and just keep the ball rolling. And like you said, Haley, like, while Sony themselves may be, you know, rather silent, They've always dropped little nuggets here, and we keep getting exclusives. Like you said, mm-hmm. we, we, we're about to get Death Stranding in a few weeks. Then we've got um, Last of Us in February. We still have Ghost of Tsushima coming out. And this feels like the perfect time to relaunch the show mm-hmm. with all of the PlayStation 5 news 
coming out. Like they're just gonna keep dropping little nuggets here and there. I feel like we're gonna just get like this. This first drop was like more about the controller. I feel like we're gonna keep getting these little articles on different aspects of the five leading up to like the actual like full reveal. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So I think it's the perfect time. And so while it feels like Sony's been silent, they they're they're always dropping games. Every year we've gotten some kind of exclusive game coming out. So I feel like while they're silent, there's still plenty of PlayStation stuff to talk about. Yeah. And if we want to get real inside baseball with exclusives, Kevin, we've also got Medieval in a few weeks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And we just had Concrete Genie last week. Oh, I want to play that so much. I just, yeah. you know, Bills come first. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> All right. So from Carol, the Nintendo, she asked, uh, aside from Kingdom Hearts and Persona, what are the most hashtag Carol games that you guys can uh, suggest from the land of PlayStation? Uh, any Haley, games anything? involving big boom women. Oh, okay. Uh, the, I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, I was just gonna go with Had a Full Boyfriend because you said not to mention Persona, which is totally your your thing. But like, you know, Had a Full Boyfriend, find your pigeon boyfriend. Right. That sounds like right up her alley. I mean, for me, I would say just anything JRPG with some kind of relationship mechanics. I I can't stand those games. But I mean, Dragon Quest would be another one. Um. Just uh, she likes those long RPG games with weird grinds for finding people and yeah, so anything like that I think would be right up her alley. I personally don't want to play any of those games ever, so she can she can have them all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, work. I just thought about it. Hmm. This is gonna make Jace proud. Jace plays games gonna be proud of this selection. Dagon Romper. Doesn't that have a a horror element to it? It, it does. <laughs> also, it's like. It's like a teddy bear commanding you to kill people so you don't die. I'm pretty sure. Isn't that like the gist of it? Yeah. I would yeah, like to see her play that on stream and see if she can handle it without being scared. It's, it's not really scary. <laughs> it's scary like in an anime, fun, kind of weird way. It's weird and quirky. And I think, I think she'd love it. So you mean anime in general? Right. Yes. And you have to build these relationships with people and try to survive this thing. It's a cool visual novel that a lot of people like, and I think she like that type of game. Like I said, it's not really scary. Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and put the stamp of approval on that. Carol, you got to play Dak Gunrampa. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's just like that because I don't know how it's pronounced. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> the only um, anime I've ever seen is Helsing, and that's like vampires fighting Nazis. So You would like anime. You would definitely like anime. Like My Hero Academia, you would love that show. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, anime. <laughs> what? What a stopping point to that question. <laughs> I love anime, but yeah. Ugh. So our last question, and we'll wrap it up with this, and roll into an article. Um, so can the PS5, from my boy JV the Monster on Twitter, can the PS5 be the first console? to really bring VR to homes in a way that, you know, actually works. It's, like, legit. Like, everybody can really have really good access to it, um, especially with the announcement of the controls, the the, the, the article that came out, um, where it seems they've patented, like, a new PSVR, like the next-gen one, for maybe for PS5. But do you guys think that um, the new PSVR will be something that can get into a lot more people's homes and start this this 
VR trainer like just you know the trajectory of it even higher. I think there's a lot of people playing VR, but I still think people are having this like, eh, I'm not really there yet. Do you think the PS5 will be able to like launch PSVR into uh, the next gen? Basically, uh, I mean, maybe. I mean, the real the real problem is is like this is a personal thing, but like my bedrooms where is where like I have my console, I've got my Xbox, I've got my PlayStation here. Uh, it's you know it's it's where it's where they are. My bedroom is very tiny. I do not have the six feet required to even operate VR in the first place. So with the design that was kind of like put out there, patented, if if they actually make a, a wireless one, is that going to negate needing the six feet? Because if I don't need the six feet and I can get into VR and actually play the titles, then sure, maybe, maybe it'll start bringing it into more homes. But... You gotta remember, living rooms, especially for people living in apartments and stuff like that, six mm-hmm. feet is a lot of space to ask for for a device to work. Um, in in my living room, I could operate within six feet, but I don't have the time or energy to move everything out there to operate a VR system and then move it all back. Yeah, I think with that with that patent, it was saying that the the PSVR would have front camera and a rear camera mm-hmm. which i think and it's wireless which i think actually negates the need for like the playstation camera and having that six feet so i think that's why he thinks this could be something that would be able to get more people into it um because you're 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 taking away some of the requirements and making it a little bit easier to get into i think it would ultimately come down to one the price of the psv psvr unit and then also price of the ps5 because that's still a pretty large amount of money to put down to play VR. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, when you think of thing like there's the, I forgot how which, which which Oculus is a standalone. Um, I think that Quest. one is like the Quest. Yeah, I think that one's like four hundred. So you're looking at four hundred to be able to get in and just play VR instead of having to still have a box to play VR plus the VR unit. So that's what I think. What about you, Devin? You think you think this would be something that'll get more people into VR and really have it take off in homes? And I have a fundamental answer for that. That PlayStation is going to PlayStation. PlayStation has this thing where they support products until they don't. And even with the PlayStation VR, why are we still using those move controllers? Yeah. Like, it's certain things that it, it's surprising how well it's sold based on how it's supported. Well, developers are supporting it, but there are certain elements that PlayStation kind of just lets things go. Yeah. And that's my, that's my main thing about VR now. I'm scared of for PS5. Like, what if they just we get it, we get the PS5 version because the old VR is supposed to work for it as well. Mm-hmm. But then they just stop supporting it. Like the Vita, the Vita had a chance to grow and get an audience, but Sony literally just stopped supporting. It. And that's my biggest fear for VR. Now, PlayStation keeps supporting it and keeps building on that. Like, for example, I am in VR. If that gets the push that it needs to get, and it shows people what you can really do with VR. At a non-expensive price, because that's one of the big things about PlayStation VR that people love—the mm-hmm. fact that it's cheaper than all the VR headsets. Really. Yeah. The the problem Did being you? is I don't see Iron Man getting the push because, and this is a deep cut, Arkham, mm-hmm. the the Batman Arkham title didn't get the push it needed either. It didn't do well. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the problem. They have to do that with those type of games. When you have games that are big, high names that are actually quality games, like the Creed game. The Creed game is a solid game. Yeah. And it's been out for a while, and I'm just now seeing them kind of give it a push. 
Yeah, it's really weird the way they do their marketing when it comes to certain stuff. It's like they kind of put things out there to die. And I think if they really want PSVR to make an impact, they need to put a little bit more marketing behind it. So when you have something that actually is a pretty robust VR title, like really, really push it. Like Dreams is still in what? Beta? Yeah. Like, are we going to get the actual full release on PS5? Are we still getting a full release for it on PS4? And will they actually push it? And will they push the VR portion of it? And Golem, which comes out in like two weeks, are they going to push Golem? Like, I think everybody completely forgot about Golem. But it now actually has a release date. So are we actually going to see a marketing push for it? Or is it just going to get thrown out to die? I don't Call think so. Has a VR yeah. element to it. Concrete Genie also is another thing for Sony because, and I know he's not really all that popular of a voice in the industry anymore, but echoing Colin Moriarty, like, you release Concrete Genie, and then you release PS5 news on the same day the Concrete Genie come out, congratulations on releasing your, your new exclusive, here's some PS5 news, let's hope your game still sells, like, you couldn't have given them a little, a little bit of space, like... Like, that, that would have helped. Granted, it's great for us, because it gives us stuff to talk about. But, like, like that's, that's like, that's, like, a PS, like, a PS3 era Sony decision, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of a little nervous about that. Yeah, I got a whole thing about that, I'm thinking. Yeah. It's a lot of things they're doing that makes me kind of a little uncomfortable and nervous about their decisions and their moves as a lady. Yeah. We will definitely get into that. Before we do... Some happy news. Some something a little fun. So they released that Kamala Khan is actually going to be a pretty big part of the Avengers game. Um, I know all of us here actually are into the comics. So what do, what do you guys think about Kamala Khan? How do you feel about that that addition and that that announcement with her actually being a pretty big part of the story? I'm uh, I'm actually kind of excited. I mean, I'm not very big into Miss Marvel herself, but I love. Captain Marvel, like, she's such a good character, and Miss Marvel, in as, as most people who are into comics, Marvel specifically, know is that, like, the whole reason Miss Marvel wanted to be a superhero is because of Captain Marvel, and then, of course, she gets her powers in an accident, kind of the same way that, uh, you know, Captain Marvel does, and, you know, just starts going on, but also, like, it's really good to see that level of inclusion, because... Mm-hmm. Normally, with a character like Kamala, you would you would expect it to just be like a side character or a cameo, or hey, here's a DLC character down the road. But the fact that she's gonna be in there at launch, and you know, like just ready to go, like my my favorite thing. Like I'm not still sold on this game yet, just based on some stuff I've seen. It kind of looks like it's gonna be like the Destiny Avengers game, but you know, they've got some intriguing stuff. But my favorite thing is that everyone is like, why are you showing so much gameplay of Captain America if he's gone? Like, right at the beginning of the game. And I'm like, they literally built a character model, like a weapon class system for him. He's definitely coming back as a playable character. Like, you don't build that you, you don't build that kind of weapon system for a character and then just kill them off because that's wasted dev time. Like, yep. like you, you you've you've foiled your hand. Also, Play as your favorite Avenger. Oops, we killed your favorite Avenger off. Now what do you do? Right. Like, that's 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 not... Like, I get that they have to, like, follow, like, the release beats of, like, information. But the fact that Kamala is joining is just really good to me. 
Yeah, let me add to that by saying that she has the best character model. Yeah, she, yeah, she does. She looks really good. Yeah, it's insane to say that because I know when this game first was announced and shown, everybody's complaining about the character models. Hers looks pretty accurate, pretty good. To the comic book? Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's, that shows promise. Mm-hmm. I hope they kind of update the character models they have. Not necessarily like revamp them completely, but make them look a lot like that looks. But see, my, yeah. my, my thing about that too is what, like, Everyone is 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 having an like an aghast, to put it lightly, kind of like reaction to the character models, but only because they're releasing this game after almost eleven years of the MCU now. Mm-hmm. Like everyone is so used to these characters because in the comics now they're now modeling these characters after the actors. Like if you've seen Captain America comics lately, he looks like Chris Evans. If you've right. seen Nick Fury, he looks like Samuel Jackson. Like, that, like, to keep going, like, that's how it is. So everyone is so used to these characters looking a specific way that we get to this, and really the only one that looks even remotely similar, kind of, to the movies is Hulk. Yeah. And, and that's, that's only because if you're gonna animate that, why not? Like, yeah, it's really weird that said with the, the way they decided to go with the characters. They should have either went <clears throat> and paid for likenesses. Or they should have made them look like the classic versions of the car- of the characters. Yeah. Because you have this weird kind of in-between where it kind of looks like the movie characters, but it kind of looks like the comics. Like, you should have just went in one direction or the other mm-hmm. instead of this weird kind of in-between where you're just like, ooh. So does Kamala kind of really look like – is it is it that or is it the fact that the other ones just look so bad to us because of the MCU? Yeah. I mean, you kind of have both sides there. Like, but I think them including her is fantastic in the way that they tie her into the story and make her an actual like seriously serious focal point of, mm-hmm. the, of the story is really really good. Like to to put it in another situation, like granted it was short lived, but the Marvel Heroes Omega, like uh, the MMO that like got shut down earlier this year, they did it really well. They had like a base game character model for. I'm just going to use Spider-Man here as a reference. Mm. He hasn't been revealed as a character that's in the Avengers game, but for Marvel Heroes Omega, they had the base game model. You can play as Spidey. Great. That's awesome. But they had six to eight different costumes you could could choose for the character. Now, most of them were paid, yes. Uh But, yeah, um, and, like, one of them was Spider-Gwen, one of them was Miles Morales, and, like, they completely changed the way the character acted the way the model worked like if they were like because i constantly played with the spider gwen skin because i i love that version of spider-man uh, like gwen stacy being spider-man um it completely changed the way his character model worked uh like it was tinier like it looked like gwen it acted that way but captain america had a chris evans skin like an actual mcu skin it had like the new comic skin and stuff like that so it was it was really well how that done so i don't know if they're gonna do that with the avengers game but it would be very nice. Yeah, it seems like they are going to definitely have some more skins and looks like that. Um, with just some of the stuff that's been coming out, it seems like, like they said, the destiny of it. But there's going to be gear to chase and looks to chase and stuff like that. So I kind of have to imagine they're going to have different ways you can make the characters look like the way you want them to look. And I think you'll have a way of kind of making each one of the characters your own, in a sense. Because I guess when you do play the multiplayer... You can't play the same character. Everybody has to be a different one of the Avengers. Oh, I hate that. That's 
<laughs> that's the way Overwatch like you, mm-hmm. does it now, and that's just ugh. Like I'm still really confused on how this becomes a multiplayer game. Like why? It doesn't need. It, it why shouldn't this be. Needs to be multiplayer. I don't get it. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. It definitely shouldn't be. Yeah, so I'll be real interested to see what happens when that comes out. Okay, so moving on, we have another small little news story. Uh, PlayStation System Update 7.0 recently dropped. It added some uh, better fixes for, I guess, the audio. You can have parties up to 16 players now. Because oh, also, because they weren't already chaotic enough with eight people. Right. I don't even understand why you want to have 16 people in a party, especially if you're not all playing the same game. That just sounds like utter chaos. Like, I've joined a couple parties where people are playing Destiny, and I just signed on, and I haven't even opened a game yet, and... Those conversations just get hectic quick. But you add two or three people in a party and it starts to get messy. I can't imagine 16. And I don't even know, aside from like Battlefield, any games that are going to let you have like a party of 16 people. Not many. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, the new Call of Duty is like 32 on 32 or something like that. So maybe... You may want to have a party of 16, but I still feel like that's way too many people to try to coordinate voices and stuff. Yeah. I can't imagine why you want to have that many people in a party at all. Um, and the other news for that is they finally brought remote play to Android. Um, they recently brought it to iOS. And uh, with this update, they actually give it controller support for the DualShock 4. And now Android has remote play access. And then if you have Android 10, you can also use the DualShock um, via Bluetooth. Do either of you have either of you ever mess with uh, remote play at all? No, no, I have. Uh, I have an that. iPhone 6s and, uh, you know, I've got my PS4 wired into my modem and router. And same with my other console and just. I don't have a need to go remote play. Um, if anything, I just remote play it to my Alienware. You know what? I have with the Vita. Mm. I actually tried a little bit with it, and I, I thought it was enjoyable. It's fun. I'm quite sure by now they've worked out all those growing pains and kicks with yep. that. So probably a much more enjoyable experience. I, I will say, it, if I did have a Vita, I'd probably do it there, but you know, couldn't get my hands on one of those either. So yeah. Well, just ask Johnny for one. He's got like 17 of them, so. <laughs> I actually. Uh, yeah, Donnie, if you want to send me one, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I've dabbled with the remote play on Android when somebody was able to take the uh, APK and actually unlock it. Because before it was only on uh, Sony phones. Yeah. Um, but I have actually played with it on my phone. I used to do it at work all the time. Um, I've played with it. This latest iteration uh, iteration of it, I've done it on my my uh, tap my uh, laptop at work, my phone at work. So it works for me. Like I can get a couple of Destiny bounties out, or if there's a game that I'm really into, it, it works really well. Um, if you have good enough internet, I should say. So I, I I appreciate the fact that they finally brought it to Android. Like it took forever just because they were really trying to push Sony phones that nobody wanted. Um, so it's just a long time coming, and I'm glad that they fixed some of the audio issues as far as parties are concerned, because even you know when you're in like six people for us for like playing Destiny or whatnot, being able to chat helps. But there are always so many issues with NAT errors or just audio quality. So I'm glad that they decided to go ahead and tackle some of those issues and, and up the audio quality. But 16 people in a party is just way too much. Nobody needs that. Yeah, I do like the chat transcription though. Yeah, that's yeah, good stuff. Yeah. 
All right. So segue into the big news. We had a had a question from the boss man himself. Uh, Donnie Reese, he asks, do you guys like how PlayStation is releasing information via the printed media blast, getting a lot of technical knowledge out in front of the actual reveal? So for those of you that don't know, PS5 was revealed a little bit more. There was a Wired article um, that went up about the next-gen system coming out in 2020, holiday of 2020, and the Wired article went into the controller specifically. So how do you guys feel about that article going out? Um, Would you rather them have, like, just a big announcement, or do you like the little piecemeal information that we've been getting thus far about PS5? I I, I like the little piecemeals now because it means once we get all this technical stuff out of the way for the – Consumers who, you know, like parents who get things as gifts for their their kids or whatnot, we don't have to give them all this technical information right right as we reveal the information, right? Like, it's already out there now. You can look at it. Uh, especially with the controller being like, hey, there's haptic feedback in the controller. That's great that we know that. Now, is that going to be an optional feature or is it going to be mandatory? Because if it's mandatory, you might have the problem of people who have, like, issues in the hands like not being able to use the controller with that like again this is a playstation show but to just go off like with the microsoft adaptive controller like that that's great for people who have problems Mm. with the hands but it doesn't have haptic feedback because of what it can do to people's hands right now i don't have any problems with that but I would not want people who do not being able to play games on the next gen, right? Like right. this, this technical information coming out right in front is a great way to just when the time for the proper reveal happens, just go, hey, we've talked to you about all the specs of this controller. Here's what it looks like. Here's what the console looks like. Here's when it comes out. See you then, Mike. What do you think, Devin? I know you don't really care about a lot of the technical stuff like the ray tracing and all of that. I don't know any of that stuff means, but I find it weird. I find the whole process with that dude just strange and weird because it's almost like I I honestly think something's going on with PlayStation 5. Mm. A lot of the things they're doing it just seems kind of weird and kind of productive. Like they'll go months being solid. Then all of a sudden this article oh there's a wire article by the way you want to go check it out. Then they don't mention it anywhere on their like well, they, they have they do videos and so they necessarily basically took the idea from Nintendo and do their own kind of like Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why they not why they don't kind of like okay, PS5 is coming out, announce it there. You can check out this wild article for more information and things like that. It feels like they're not in full synergy with each other. Well, there was there was a blog article. The blog article is what linked to the Wired article. So they have their PlayStation blog where they had that information up. Yeah, it wasn't part of their latest long lived play, but they made sure, or the I forgot what it's called, the State of Play. State of Play. But they made sure to let you know that there's not going to be any PS5 news in State of Play, probably because they were going to drop this blog article and the Wired article with Mark Cerny. I personally love all the tech stuff. So I love the Wired article we got way back with Mark Cerny, you know, detailing. The fact that it was going to do ray tracing and all that stuff. Ray tracing getting all of this technical stuff out. I love it. And I think the reason why they did it was because when the PS4 was announced, it was so much technical jargon in that with Mark Cerny talking that people were like, what is this? So I think they're trying to eliminate having that exact same thing. Yeah, it was the same way with the Pro too, wasn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, like I, uh, my big thing was I remember the PS4 PS4 Pro reveal event. I was watching kind of funnies like watch along, and they're showing like this is capable of 4K. We're playing on a 4K television right now, and all I, all I remember from that event is just Greg going, "That's great. This is 1080P, and it's not showing the improved frame rate because you're streaming this over Twitch, mm-hmm. like this." This does not help us at home see what see what this is about. Also, why? Um, <laughs> to, 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 like, to get all this info now is great. And especially the ray tracing. I'm just so glad that's going to be on next gen. Because, like, I've, I've seen a couple, like, I've, I follow a couple people from the industry on Twitter and all that. And just seeing them talk about the games they're playing, whether it be on PC or whatnot, to deal with ray tracing is just great. Like, to give an example, um, anybody who's familiar with Funhouse, Lawrence Sontag was uh, playing Control on his PC, and he shared a screenshot of it, and and then a video of him using the ray tracing on his computer, and just the reflections you could see off everything was just... Yeah. It was so nice. It really is almost a light. It's it's like a night and day difference when you really look at something that has full ray tracing on. Yeah. Um, compared to something that doesn't, the the just the realistic lights, the way they bounce off of everything, it is it is an absolute glory to behold. And I'm glad that they cleared up the fact that it is hardware based ray tracing instead of something that they're doing on the software side. Yeah. Um. So I think that we actually will legit have a system that has really, really spectacular lighting, which is just going to add to the overall immersion experience, especially when you pair it with the Havoc feedback controller that allows you to feel a difference in how you're running through mud versus running through sand versus running on maybe ice or whatnot. So I think all of these things are just stuff that the ps5 is going to do to add to the immersion factor factor of playing video games so let me ask you this dev because you're a tech guy if i were to build a pc with all of this stuff in it <laughs> how much would it cost uh entirely too much um you're looking at if you're like trying to actually like fully play something with ray tracing ray tracing totally turned up turned on you're looking at over two gram because you're going to have to get a graphics card that can actually support it without completely tanking your frame rate. Yeah. So you're yeah. probably looking at either the regular 2080 or the 2080 Ti, which which uh, retails for twelve, thirteen hundred dollars, and that's just a graphics card yeah. alone. Like, like you're looking at. So like I have the Alienware. Uh, I think it's last year's model, and I have a 1070 in my mm-hmm. in my computer. I can't run ray tracing on it at all. Now I have a screen that's capable of displaying 4K video, but I can't use HDR and all that. I can run many of the top games on like ultra high, but I can't like I can't run HDR, can't use ray tracing. Yeah. But that's fine. I bought the computer to play things like Katana Zero because I don't have a Switch or anything like that, right? Like I I bought it so I could use it for like stuff that I can't get on the console, but. Yeah. If I were going to build a rig, it would, like like Dev said, it would be close to two, $3,000. Like my brother's rig is capable of using ray tracing. So yeah, I mean, just, just the specs alone on that, yeah, to actually get it to run without with, with being able to play at a 60 you know, frames per second or even you know above 30, you're looking at like probably about two grand. 
Now they're going the AMD route, which yeah. is always way cheaper. Um, and AMD has touted that they can actually run ray tracing on a lot of their graphics cards now, which are half the cost, if not more than half the cost of the, uh, the um, NVIDIA counterparts. Yeah. So if they're going with an AMD solution that can actually truly run uh, ray tracing and still get us at 60 frames and run at 4K, um, they probably can get it in a price point that's going to be way more competitive. And I think, honestly, with just the goodwill PlayStation has and being the market leader, if they can eat the cost of the system for a little while, I think they'll sell a lot more units. I, 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 I think price range... Uh, probably going to be about the same as what the PS4 was at launch. I don't think That's they can guess. I don't think they can go any higher because like to 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 quote it, PS3 Sony went, "Hey, this is the console you'll need to get a second job for." They can't do that anymore. No. no I would say they can't. I don't think I think they probably would try to get. I think especially when you look at the things that are going on now with Sony how Shaw Lady just abruptly leaves and it's like, hey, well, Shaolin left. And I think the same thing happened in Japan. One of their heads just said, oh, he's retired. He's gone now. It's kind of weird to see these things happening. The talk is that they were having internal issues in terms of how, where they want to see PS5 go. And I think one of those issues probably is the price. Because with all that stuff that they're adding into it, I think they, and I know Microsoft talked about it a while back, and I think they're doing it now where you can kind of buy an Xbox it kind of like like you pay for like a phone essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was that was not the high end model. That was that wasn't even. I don't even think it was an S. I think it was just a, an original Xbox One that you could do that with. Yeah, but but the fact that PlayStation, well, Sony just released that there you can buy PlayStations online now essentially from them directly. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think that they're gonna like kind of have two bottles of this PS5. Only in the states though. I can't I can't buy anything here. Only in the states. But they don't care about they charge out. They charge out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Anytime they have a con, anytime they have a contest on Twitter, only in the United States. <laughs> but I'm looking at these things and these, these moves that they're making. I, I kind of think they're gonna have two models of PlayStation. Here's a, a base model that, oh, it's kind of fun. It's one eighty nine. Get this one, or you can pay us sixty dollars or thirty dollars a month and get this one that's probably a lot higher. Now, I see, can I- see them doing something. Like that. I think the store is more to alleviate the fact that GameStop is going to close. That yeah. we don't need to be in a retailer space. We don't need to pay extra to put our stuff in retail. We can actually just be the one-stop shop for you. And with games being something that are going to go digital, like it's so much easier to just not have to deal with going into a store. If you buy a game digitally and you pre-download it and boom, 9 p.m. hits for me anyway, 12 p.m. for most of the East Coast, boom, you can just jump into the game. I think that they're creating that store not so much because they want to jack up the price, but to make it to where you don't have to worry about going through retail. You don't have to worry about a retail shortage. We can just ship them directly to you from our warehouse where we have all the stuff. I think that cuts a lot of cost on their end and allows them to deal directly with the consumer. The the thing to remember there as well is that like while GameStop may close in the States – to operate in Canada as a business, they have to be a separate entity. Like, I work at Walmart, right? It's Walmart Canada, not Walmart Worldwide. It's literally just a separate entity. So GameStop may close, but EB Games will be fine. That's right. why Toys R Us is still open here. 
Now, Sears closed here. I don't know if they're still open for you guys in the States. Sears literally... Yeah, yeah, they 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 went out of business um, here, at least in my town. I don't know if it was like Canada wide, but like again, they're a separate business entity, so they would be fine from like the head honcho. Um, this this again may not be why they're operate not operating in Canada yet. Um, it's just it's just neat to see the whole digital future, though. I have to ask. Are they just going to go straight back to, hey, you only have the space you have on your console, or from launch, can you have an external? Because I cannot go back to not having that much space. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to allow to external. That's something I'm pretty sure it will carry forward. I can't imagine them only allowing you to store on the internal. I think the caveat there will be if you install on an external device, you're going to lose some of the loading speed yeah. because the SSD will be is, so, is much, so faster. much faster. Yeah. However, I have an SSD for my PS4, and it makes a huge difference in the actual load times of loading games from my SSD, my SSD external, than the actual internal drive of the PS4. It's way faster. So you have technology out there already existing where you can have an external drive that actually moves at a reasonable speed. So if they decide to go with, let's say, a USB-C type device, like the actual, like an external USB-C drive that's an SSD, I think you'll still be able to have um, something close or similar to the speeds of the internal drive and still have the external drive aspect of it. Yeah. See, tech jargon. I know they Delvin's just like, what, what is this? What are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> to see his oh, eyes blaze over like, does it play games? Does it play games? Yeah. Doesn't play games, doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what you're waiting for. And I think they're getting all of this technical stuff out of the way. So when they do announce the PS4 in earnest or PS5 in earnest, um, it'll be more about the PS5 is coming. It's going to be this powerful, and here are all the games that we're going to have on it. Here's what they look like. I think that way they can just eliminate having to deal with the technical stuff, and then hopefully at E3 next year we'll actually get a price point and an actual launch date instead of just 2020. Yeah. How do you guys feel about the launch date? Like, are you happy about that window? Is it too is it too soon? Would you rather have it or have it later sooner? No, I, I think it's I think it's a good launch area. I'm gonna go with they're probably gonna launch like. 15th to the 20th maybe it all depends on where microsoft plans to launch that year as well uh they definitely can't release any anywhere after november 24th because otherwise they're just going straight into christmas they're gonna miss black friday for having a, a deal um yeah. i hope yeah. they don't launch they're gonna there's no it's way like that there's year, there's there's no way they will they were a week apart last time. I would not be surprised for them to launch on the same day. Yeah, same here. I think it'll be the exact same thing. And you'll have, you know, your Sony fanboys and your Xbox, and they're going to have to decide. Or, you know, like uh, Luke Lore, friend of the show, um, he said, like, he started saving up already. So if, yeah. you're, if you're, like, really serious about trying to get both systems, just start putting money away now. You figure it's going to launch in a year from now. Divide that up, divide that cost up, and just start saving. Well, that's where my profit share from next year is going towards. There you go. So, I'm definitely going to have one of these these bad boys at lunch. Oh, yeah, Unless same. Unless it's something astronomical, like $800, and I'm like, nope, I'm good. 
But I, I really think that they'll come in around the same price points as they did for the PS4 launch. I yeah. think that's just kind of the, the, the price where the market is, is comfortable at. Um, we also have an election next year that could affect a lot of things. So we'll see how all that plays into Speaking it. Speaking of elections, um, we have one in three weeks. Yeah, so I, I think there's a lot of other stuff that, that we don't even think about typically that may have an effect on the prices, political stuff. Yeah. Which I'm not going to get into on this show. That's something that, for another show altogether. Yeah. <laughs> the devil <and> cocks the <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> there you go. Drop them seeds. <laughs> <laughs> So is there anything else you guys want to say about a PlayStation launching in 2020? Mm, I mean, the, the real question is, because everyone's, like, again, I think the price will be the same as what, kind of the same as what the PS4 launched at, but mm-hmm. everyone's got to remember, okay, this console launches. Yeah, we don't have any launch titles, like, announced yet, but we don't have to worry about that. This is a generation where we're not really going to have a need for remasters, because everything's gonna be compatible like you'll be able to just take your copy of last of us 2 that you bought in february and just pop it right if you have a full like a retail version of the game just pop it right in the system and play or if you've got a digital just download it and play like that's yeah, the way see, these gens that. are going so if it's backwards compatible are they gonna do anything like the xbox one x does where it's enhanced for xbox one x I got to wonder if they're going to do some stuff like that. Because I, then that will eliminate the need for buying another version of anything. Yeah. That's exactly what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to, you're going to put the game in the system and it's going to download a patch and it's going to make it better, play better, patch it up, and look really nice. 4K and all this good stuff they want to add it to it. Yeah. So that does a lot for the consumers, goodwill for us. Yeah. But it also, you got to wonder, does that hurt the developers? Does that, does that, take away a revenue stream from them launching potentially. a remastered version of the game. It, it potentially does. My personal favorite thing, though, about all this PS5 news is it has a 4K Blu-ray player! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, See, that's so funny. Like I, I have a lot of 4K Blu-rays, and I have an Xbox One X that I use for them when I want to, but I have found myself just streaming all of my... Oh, yeah, well, well, yeah, because they come with a 4K digital code that you just add to like your, your Google Play drive or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. Uh, speaking of, uh, I'm going to post some digital codes in the Discord later this week. Uh, I've got a couple titles that uh, are only are US only, so if anybody wants them, just... Shoot me a message yeah, in the Discord. Just, just, just give them to me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know if you own them already. I've got one for Fear the Walking Dead Season 2 and uh, The Walking yeah. Dead, the fourth season. <laughs> Post, that, yeah. Post those in the movie Discord. I know we got some people yeah. over there that would really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So. I've also got one for Twilight, but I know not a lot of people are into that. So. Yeah, no. My wife liked those books, and we have all of those movies digitally. I think she's watched maybe one of them. I bought um, the uh, when they released the tenth anniversary collection. I it's I bought been that long. It's been ten years well, since the first one. Yes, uh, wow. New, New Moon becomes ten years old in three months, and Eclipse in eight months. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, they all came with digital codes, but I had to buy them from the States, so they're not valid here in Canada, so I can't use them. That's crazy. I would think that it's just since it's just an app, it wouldn't really matter if you're redeeming it. Like if you use like Movies Anywhere, it's Movies Anywhere. Movies Anywhere is not available here. Everything I redeem goes straight to Google. Movies wow. Anywhere except Canada. 
Apparently. Yep. What is uh, America's hat? Yeah, what, what, I, what is the deal? I don't what know. Ask hat? Ask Delvin. He tried to give me a suicide, like, a suicide squad digital code, and it wouldn't work here. Yeah. That's crazy. Not, sure. the, not the terrible suicide squad movie. No, 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 no. No, the animated one, yeah. And I wasn't able to use it because it's not valid in Canada, so. Learn something new every day. Okay, so moving along. Um, dropping next week on the PlayStation Store. There's a couple of games coming out. Nothing, nothing too huge. Uh, I think this week, this coming up week is like an off week, and then next week we have a little bit more stuff. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So we have like Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, a complete edition. Um, I bet Donnie will buy that again. Um, Was that like the sixth time now? All night game. Uh huh. Probably. Um, we also have Plants vs Zombies: Battle for the Neighborhood. I know a lot of people actually enjoy the Plants vs Zombies game, so never I played them. Will. I never played it either, but I know people really enjoy those games. So I'm maybe sure I'll drop. I'm sure I'll get like a 10-hour trial or something through EA Access. So. Yeah, and then we have the Outer Wilds, not the Outer Worlds, but the Outer Wilds drops in this digital digital form. Because that's um, not confusing for people who don't play games all the time, right? And I've heard very mixed mixed up on that one. I think and my then, uh, favorite thing is that even the industry people are like, "This does not help people." <laughs> like I've heard like Max Scoville and Lucy O'Brien both go this is not confusing at all and Greg Miller's just like y'all folks in your crazy names so right and then last week we had Concrete Genie which uh, as Carla Murray already stated it went out and then we announced PS5 and then it was forgotten I think Kyle beat it already he got it like launch day and already finished it and Platinum. So you want to get real? You want to get real deep? Oh, I'm looking to pick up Concrete Genie, but as I said at the top of the show, uh, you know, Bill's got to come first. (laughs) I might get Concrete Genie. That's about it. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I already have Outer Worlds, not Wilds, pre-ordered. So uh, that was that was done earlier this month. Just you know, pick up and uh, pick up and play when that comes out. But uh, other than that, the only thing on this list I'm kind of looking forward to is Concrete Genie. So, yeah, I'll probably be playing um, Outer Worlds also, but on PC because Game Pass. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> for those who aren't aware, uh, Obsidian was purchased by Microsoft earlier this year, yep. and uh, as such, uh, the Outer Worlds will be on both uh, Xbox console and Xbox PC Game Pass. So, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I can't wait to see what all happens next year. I wonder if uh, PlayStation Now will take a, a, a bigger bigger stage. That's when they're going to push for with PS5 and oh, make that their, their version I, of I hope so. Game Pass. Yeah. Here's my favorite thing, though. They announced a price cut for PS Now, and it's still mm-hmm. not even that much cheaper here. It's like $4 cheaper. It's Instead of being 20 bucks a month, that's, it's twelve ninety nine here. It's twelve ninety nine a month here. Instead of instead of uh it's called our dollar sucks. So (laughs) (laughs) I mean our dollar is literally called the loony and uh it's loony. (laughs) Wow. Well that's gonna do it for episode one of the reboot of the PlayStation experience. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. I hope you enjoyed listening. Um, please feel free to holler at us and uh, give us a follow over on the Twitters at PlayStation XP or stop by the PSBG Discord and join us in all of our fun shenanigans there. Uh, so let people know where they can find you on Twitter, on any other social media, and what you're working on, Haley. 
Uh, Alright, so you can find me on your gaming platform of choice, whether it be PlayStation or Xbox, at Haley Zorel. Uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere online, Tumblr, uh, at the same thing. Now, the difference being is you can't find me on Twitter at that, because that account got suspended for using a Super Troopers gift gif that said, I'll kill you all, in a joke <laughs> to friends, and I appealed that decision, and no luck. So... You can find me at Twitter, on Twitter, at ShepardZorel, which is an inside joke between a co-worker and the fact that he consistently calls me Commander Shepard. And also, as <laughs> my bio states, huge Supergirl slash Superman fan, so it's kind of, it was originally my name and Carzorel's uh, Kryptonian surname, but uh, now it's just the inside joke in that on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at... My name, Haley Nicole Miller, and uh, yeah, and what I'm working on, as I also stated at the beginning of the show, is uh, getting ready for that holiday season and uh, at work <laughs> and uh, working on that Fallout 4 Platinum until the Outer Worlds come out. Might also jump back nice. into Red Dead 2, so. Nice. What about you, Devin? Where can the fine people find you? <sighs> Let me get down the list. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Devin underscore Cox. That's the main one that, that matters. I, that's the one I'm always on. But you can find the Devil Cock Experience anywhere you get podcasts at. You can also find the Skyward Cast with Jordy Craig whenever we record. Anywhere you get podcasts at. You can find games we don't play with Chalfie and Sean anywhere you get podcasts at. Make sure you tell Chalfie what's up and screw him. <laughs> but, uh, wow. Wow. Yeah, Chalfie knows what's up. You can kick rocks. He trips over a skateboard today. Wow. <laughs> this is the censored version of what we want to tell them. I know, right? <laughs> this is a family-friendly show. Yeah, I'll try to keep it rated, rated G. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Otherwise, that, shoot, I can't name all the podcasts anymore. Just check out Devil Cocky Spirit to get all the information. There you go. <laughs> and you can find me at Dev A. Tyus on Twitter. Like I said, feel free to also follow us on Twitter at PlayStation XP. Join us over in the Discord for all the lovely shenanigans there. And with that, long live play. All right, you guys can stop your, your local recordings. All right, cool. I'm trying to find it right now. I uh, stopped it. All right, and then we're.